everybody welcome to my pursuit podcast my name is mike and i'm the host of, of the my pursuit podcast so glad that you're with us and as always i'll say this at the beginning if this is the first episode that you're listening to of this podcast or even the first one of this season i would encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode of this season which is uh titled soul food episode one um in there i i do describe and talk about why we're doing what we're doing because the format of this devotional podcast is a lot different than what you'd find in most devotional podcasts. And I'm just realizing I actually don't know what most devotional podcasts sound like. I listen to um, different podcasts, uh, different religious ones, Christian ones, all, all that sort of thing. But I don't know that I've ever listened to one that's um, just a devotional podcast. So anyway, um, I'm sure this is different than they are. If, if they're the same, then I'd be kind of surprised anyway. Um, but I am glad that you guys are with us. We are, during this uh, season, we're looking at food for our soul. What can we do to feed our soul and to take care of our soul? Um, This is the sixth episode of this particular season. In the previous five weeks, um, we've covered different soul food that we can use to feed our soul, to help us grow, to help us, um, you know, live the way that God created us to live. And um, I have found each week in this so far... A real blessing, um, some something that God has had for me that I wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily expecting. I mean, I, I expected there'd be something there. I I guess a big part of me, and the the reason why I'm doing this is because I I really don't know what the outcome is going to be at the beginning of the week when I try these new soul foods, and not that they're totally new to me, but I'm I'm trying to have a new perspective and intentional perspective on each one of them during the week. And so, um, as we've gone through the last few of these, um, whether we've talked about, you know, reading scripture as soul food, praying, listening to God as soul food, or even last week we talked about, um, thankfulness as soul food. Each one of those weeks I had something in mind that I I felt like I knew what it was going to turn into. And it turned into something a little bit different each one of those weeks. And, um, so I'm kind of expecting the same thing this week. I'm kind of expecting that, as I, you know, get into the soul food that we're going to start talking about this week, that it might turn into something a little bit different um, than than what I'd expected, and I'm open to that. Um, I'm open to not just getting what I think I'm going to get out of things during this season. So, anyway, I'm on I'm on my way to work right now, and I'm thinking through uh, my soul food for this week, which is um, drum roll, please. Wait, wait, before we do drum roll. Let me just say this. This is the one that I was going to do last week. And you might remember I kind of switched things around last week and um, didn't do this one um, because it wasn't necessarily going to be appropriate for last Sunday. There was reasons for that at church. And I kind of got into that um, at church. I, I don't even know how appropriate this one is for this week. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and step forward into this. Um, this is, a, I, I guess maybe the most difficult of the topics so far. Um, I know the topic of listening to God is a difficult topic for a lot of people. Um, and we probably could have spent more time on that. 
Um, this one is, this one, this one, I'm assuming, and I know from my past, this one takes a little bit more work. Um, this one doesn't come naturally. Not, not that I'm sure that any of them really do. Um, but the one this week is, um, forgiveness. And I even say that with a little bit of trepidation, in my own mind, knowing, um, what I've been through before as I've dealt with issues of forgiveness, as I've thought through those things and as I've worked through those things and, um, knowing that that's upon me this week, um, there's something a little bit daunting in that, um, scripture that, uh, that I want to start with this week is, you know, again, it's from the Sermon on the Mount. Um, as we look at when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, during that prayer, and I don't, I don't remember, I don't know how you prayed it when you were a kid. Um, you, you may have said, uh, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us." Um, what's the other one? Debts, trespasses. Is the other one just sins? Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. That might be it. Um, anyway, that's there, and. It's a big deal in scripture. Um, Jesus makes it clear that forgiveness is a big deal to us. In fact, there's some pretty harsh scriptures on forgiveness and um, that if we if we don't forgive others, that that will God be willing to forgive us? Um, Now, I do I do want to clarify a few things before we kind of get into this topic. When we use big scriptures like that, I'm intentionally not using that that one. Um, at the beginning of this week, and we might kind of talk about that at the end of the week too. But um, when we talk about God forgiving us, I want you to know that um, God already has done the action of forgiveness for us. So when we talk about, okay, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Well, God's already done the action of forgiveness. That's there, Right. That's already happened, and you are able to take part in that forgiveness. You are able to, I I guess the best word is to receive that forgiveness. Um, However, um, the question is, if we don't forgive others, if we don't learn how to do that, and we don't actually go through our own process of doing that, I think the big question is, um, will we will we experience real forgiveness from, from God? Um, will we know what forgiveness is? Will we know how we need it? Um, and will we receive it? So that's kind of a question on top of all the other questions that we're asking, but we are talking about forgiveness and, um, we're talking about when somebody wrongs you, um, whatever you call it, a sin, a trespass, a a debt, um, are you willing to forgive that debt? Um, and so I, I, I didn't know when I started even the recording seven or eight minutes ago or however long into this we are, I didn't know that I was going to share this story, but I'm, I'm going to share this story, um, in a somewhat, uh, specific way, um, to share with you something that, that I've had to forgive in the past. And I'm going to be honest that as I've been thinking about forgiveness already this morning, um, 
I'm thinking about things that I need to forgive in, in my life, which is, um, it's, it's never easy. Um, and of course the bigger the trespass or debt or sin, the more, the more willing we are to hold on to it, um, and not forgive it. So the, um, the story that I have, uh, comes from, this is more than a decade ago. Um, there's a person who hurt us greatly and, um, and I'm talking about me and my wife and really my, my whole family. Um, there were promises that were made, um, to us. And I'm just trying to think about how specific to be with this. Um, when, well, I'll, I'll be pretty specific when, when the church that we worked at, um, years ago, when, when they enticed me to come down and take a ministry position at a church, I originally turned down that ministry position. And my reason for turning it down was that, um, Kim and I wanted to be in ministry together. That was our dream. That's what we feel suited for. And, um, after I turned down that position initially, um, I received a call back from the pastor of that church who said, you know, we've talked about it and we think your wife's awesome and we think she would fit in great on, on the staff here. So we are going to offer her a ministry position here too. And he said, we've got ministry positions in a couple different areas. I mean, this is a very large church, so it's not like they didn't have the money for this. Um, and so they, they said, we're, we're going to bring her on staff too. You're both going to be on staff if you want to take the position. So I really, you know, I, I talked to Kim about it. We took the position. We moved uh, quite a distance away um, to go and work at this church. So we were very excited to be in ministry together working at this church. Um, I started my job first while we um, got set up and found a house, moved into a house, you know, paid the down payment, moved into it. You know, this was, you know, a house that we actually purchased. And and so we, we get this house and um, it must have been a week or two after we got the house and not long after Kim had started working there. Um, she was called into the pastor's office where he said, you know, I know we told you that we were going to give you a job um, here, but the board has kind of decided that it's best not to have a husband and wife on staff together. So, you know, we will allow you to work here for a couple months and then, um, and then we're going to say, you need to go get another job. Um, that was devastating to her. Um, and not only to her, it was devastating to me. I mean, we'd moved across the country, signed papers to purchase a house, moved into a house, took our kids out of a great school to bring them, you know, far away to go to another school. This was a difficult thing, you guys. Um, this really was hard on us and, um, and very hard on me as well, because I felt like this was my fault. I felt like I made, um, I made a huge mistake that was going to hurt my family had already hurt my wife. And, um, and so, we stayed in that area. We stayed at that church for two years um, until it became clear to us that this wasn't the place for us, um, partly because of the person who made those decisions or the people who made those decisions. I'm not going to put it all on one person um, that we, we left. And that's when we moved here to plant a church. Um, and so I, I got to tell you that that whole situation took a couple of years out of our life. Um, there was a lot of stress, depression, anger, frustration. Um, there, that 
didn't help our marriage at the time. Um, I, I don't think it was a great thing on our kids, although our kids um, have proven to be extremely resilient. Um, but that, that was a really big deal. Um, not only that, but financially it was a big deal because we happened to move there at the peak of the housing boom. And we left two years later after the bust and, um, we lost every bit of equity that we had brought into that new house and we short sold that house and that affected us financially for a long, long time. Um, in fact, I, I still think that there's ripples of that effect that, that we do feel. That was something that needed to be forgiven. When we moved here, that wasn't something, and like, trust me, I, I know enough of the Bible to know that this, to have known that I had a grudge, anger, frustration, bitterness, resentment, all of that towards this person and a few other people who were part of that situation. Um, I, um, knowing that, knew that I was going to have to forgive that. What I did was I put forgiveness on the back shelf. Oh yeah, it'll happen once, you know, once I feel better about it, once my life gets on track, it'll be a lot easier to forgive. And, um, and I gotta tell you, it wasn't, um, the longer that I let that bitterness and resentment eat away at me, um, the more I wished harm on that particular person. And, um, I, I wished, I, I don't want to say harm, but I, I didn't wish good things for that person. And I would have been gratified had, you know, things that were not good happen to that person. So, um, so there's all that. Um, but, um, it, it wasn't until a couple years um, afterwards that I really sat down and I realized my lack of forgiveness toward this person and the situation um, is affecting me spiritually still. And so I started to pray about it. And I've got to tell you, this was probably up to this point in my life, the biggest thing that I realized that I had to forgive. And so I didn't know how to forgive something this big. Um, I've forgiven other things, you know, uh, you know, people making mistakes or accidents. I've forgiven that stuff in the past, but, um, how was I going to forgive this? And so I had to go through a process. I read a book, a book that I would recommend to any of you, uh, by a man named Lewis Smedes, S M E D E S, um, called the act of forgiveness. Now I forget if it's the art of forgiveness or the act of forgiveness. I don't know. I can't remember right now. Um, extraordinarily powerful book that shares with you that when, when you forgive somebody else, you're, you're taking away the power that they have over you and you're setting that aside. Um, the, the process of forgiveness is not easy. Um, and we're going to talk about that, um, hopefully at the end of this podcast on the second half of this podcast process isn't easy because, um, it's going to lead you to a place where you have to deal with, um, the, hurt that you felt where you're going to have to deal with the anger towards another person. And you're going to have to deal with, um, what you feel about God in that situation. And there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, so forgiveness is not for, um, not for the, not for the week. Um, but it's something that we all need and it's something that's extremely necessary. So, this week, um, even as I was thinking about things this morning, there's a few things that I need to work on forgiving. And I'm not going to be super specific on that in this particular episode. 
Um, but there's some things that I need to forgive. I'm going to let you know about the process of it, let you know how it goes during this week and let you know, um, what it does to my own soul and to my own way of doing things this week. So, um, that is the beginning of this podcast. It's daunting. Um, I, I get it and I'm excited to share with you how this goes at the end of the week as we continue to podcast. So, at this point, I'm going to um, I'm I'm going to get to work, and then um, I, I will the recording will keep going, and you'll keep listening, and I'll be back shortly in your time, in a long time in my time, to let you know um, how this goes. So once again, thank you guys for listening. Send your questions, comments to mypursuitoutlook.com. Uh, thank you guys once again. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, it is the end of the week, and I'm here at the end of the week on my way home. Actually, I might I might not actually go home. I might actually try to throw the kayak in and do a little fishing uh, before the end of the day because I still have a couple of hours of daylight, and uh, maybe there are fish to be caught today. We'll see. Um, but uh, so glad that you guys are with me. It is the end of the week, and um, it's been an interesting week. Um, as I've been looking at the soul food of forgiveness and trying to figure out what that looks like, what it means, even trying to figure out how do I explain how, how we can forgive? Like, how, how do I explain how we do it? And so what I'm going to share with you uh, first, I think, is I'd like to share with you some things that I've learned about forgiveness, about the concept first. And then... I want to share with you maybe a little bit more of the process that I've gone through a little bit this, this week, um, if that makes sense. So anyway, one, one of the things I've been finding, and I've been diving back into the book by Lou Smead's The Art of Forgiveness. Um, I've been going through scripture to look at scripture. There's no lack of places in scripture that talk about forgiving others. Um, it's, you, you can find it in the Old Testament. You find it in the New Testament. Certainly find it um, all over the place in Jesus' words, and then Paul talks about it quite a bit as well. And so there's this concept that's that's all over the place, the concept of forgiveness. Now, one of the things that really interested me, and I don't know that I've ever looked this up or worked on this before, um, is I, I, I started to learn a little bit about the Greek word for forgiveness, because I was really curious. I wonder what that word looked like to them. And what was interesting is that the Greek word for forgiveness it's not a religious word at all. Um, in fact, there's not even, they don't even necessarily have a word for forgiveness because what, what Jesus talks about, the reason why you always see it written as, um, forgive the debts of others or forgive me of my debts as I forgive those, um, as I forgive my debtors. Um, the reason why we see it written that way is the, the word that we translate as forgive is a Greek word and, I might be getting this wrong because this is not right on the top of my head. I think it's like afiami or afiami or something like that, um, which is a word that doesn't mean forgive. Um, it's a word that means to let go. And so the reason why it's always followed with debts or however you know you've learned it, trespasses, all those things. The reason why you see that there is because the the term doesn't just make sense. They they don't just have a word that means to forgive. There's not just a verb that means to forgive. There's there's a word that means to let go, and then there's also always something that you're letting go of, which normally um, in in scripture 
is is the word debt, um, the debt that somebody has against you. And so that really kind of shows how Jesus sees um, sin between two people is that he sees it as a debt. Like sin is something that when somebody harms us or when somebody does something and sins against us, um, they owe us a debt. They've taken something from us and now something is owed. Now, in the Jewish culture, what was owed, right, was was some sort of justice. And and at first, you know, the, you and you've read this about the Old Testament, um, that, that you were owed an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You, you, you took something from me. I now have the right to take the same back from you to make me whole again, right? And that was kind of the concept of, of what they would do for justice. Now, justice and forgiveness are definitely two separate concepts. Um, so the concept of, of forgiveness is that while somebody owes you an eye for an eye or somebody owes you their justice, um, you can let go of what they owe you. Now, few things here. Um, letting go of what they owe you does not mean that you are not allowing justice to happen or that you are taking away the consequences of what they've done to you. Okay, so if somebody harms me, which I, I can look at examples of when this has happened from my life, um, They've taken from me. They owe me. If I forgive them, yes, I am saying I'm not going to seek after my debt that you owe me. I'm not going to come and harm you back. I'm not going to come and wish you harm. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't wish for justice or that we don't work for justice. Because there are some sins when somebody sins against you, there are consequences of it. There are things that they will owe, not just you. Um, if somebody sins against you, like if somebody, um, you know, if somebody just comes up the street and punches you in the nose, well, that's assault and that's a crime and it's a crime against you, but it's also a crime against like our culture. And so a prosecutor can, you, you could forgive somebody and they can still do the time for their crime. So forgiving somebody doesn't mean like I'm going to take away every wrong thing that could happen to them because of this, Right. That's not what forgiveness necessarily is. Um, forgiveness also doesn't mean that things are going to go back to how they were before the thing happened. It doesn't mean that you have to trust this person again. It doesn't mean that you have to be okay even being in the presence of this person again. And it certainly doesn't mean you even have to like this person again. Not that I'm saying that there's not some places where harm can come, where there can be a full restoration and reconciliation. But I am saying that that's not a requirement of forgiveness. Forgiveness means I'm letting go of my debt that somebody owes me. I, I, I am, I'm saying you owe me and what you owe me, I'm going to let go of. And what that means to me is that I'm not going to wait until they've earned my forgiveness or until they deserve it, or even until they ask for it. I'm going to let go of the debt that they have that they have that's that's for me, I'm going to let go of that for the sake of my own health, for the sake of my own growth, and and for the sake of repairing, not, not bringing back to how things had been before, but bringing as much health and as much growth to where things are now. And the way that I, I look at this, and I think this, I, I'm using this tomorrow, I'm using this on Sunday, um, that 
when you break a bone, right, they can set the bone and they can do a good job of setting the bone. Now, setting the bone is painful, right? Um, so is the act of forgiveness. It can be painful. It can be painful to say they owe me, but I'm going to let that go. I'm not going to pursue what they owe to me. Um, that can be painful. And, um, and it, it definitely is. Setting the bone is painful. Once they set the bone and you broke a bone, and um, this, ha- this is something that had to be explained to me when uh, my oldest son broke his leg in uh, both bones in his lower leg. Um, I looked at the x-ray after they had set it and it wasn't lined up. It was crooked. I'm like, well, those bones aren't lined up perfectly. And they said, we know there's no such thing as those bones lining up perfectly. Again, they were broken. They're not going to fit together exactly how you want them to fit. I cannot get every little sinew and chunk of that bone lined up the way it used to be and have it become what it was. That's not a possibility. Um, they're touching and they're touching enough to be a good, a good match. So what happens is, you know, the, the doctor even said, you know, he, he broke a bone and it's never going to be the same as it was before. Now that doesn't mean he's going to have pain all of his life, but it means that there's going to be some mending of that bone. There's going to be some, some restoration that comes there that wouldn't have been there before. And the truth is once you get that healing in that bone, that bone in that place is going to be stronger than it ever was before. Um, now, it doesn't mean it's going to work the same. It means that if we go through the process of forgiveness and, and this restoration to ourselves by the process of letting go of our debt, we can actually grow to be better, to, to have some things and some parts of us stronger and better than they would have been had we never gone through what we went through. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be the same as we would have been had this not happened. It doesn't mean that we can forget it because you can't forget some of the things that happened to you. Um, but it does mean that, that there is something that God calls in scripture redemption, which is a wonderful thing, which is there, there's some sort of mending that happens there that actually causes us to grow and causes areas of our life to be stronger than they would have been had this never happened. Now, again, it doesn't mean that there's no ill effects of it. But it means that, that there's something wonderful that can come from forgiveness in situations where we've been harmed. That's what I've been learning this week, okay? And some of that is stuff that I've already heard, already know. One of the things that I've, I've also learned on top of all this is while Scripture doesn't give me a step one, step two, step three of exactly how to forgive and what process I need to go through, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it doesn't because... It's going to be different in different scenarios for different things that happen to you and with different people involved. While it doesn't give me a step one, step two, step three, the entirety of scripture is a forgiveness story and a redemption story, right? I mean, that's there. It's there all the way from the beginning, from when, you know, God allowed Adam and Eve to have this choice, right? And they chose something other than God. They sinned against God. Now, everything that God has done after that has been a process of forgiveness all the way up through the time of Jesus, where Jesus did the actual action of forgiveness, which was his own sacrifice. It was him showing, I will not hold your debt against you. In fact, I will pay your debt for you. Um, Jesus' example of forgiveness is 
so unbelievably huge and profound that our minds can't even comprehend everything that's gone into it. But the entirety of scripture is a story of the redemption process and the forgiveness process. And, and so we can find glimpses into this story in everything that God does all the way through the old Testament that, um, the 10 commandments are part of God's forgiveness story, giving us a way to live, giving this to us. Not, not that we did it, not that we followed it, but that was part of it. Um, sending the prophets and, and sending us messages and staying in communication with us. That was part of the forgiveness story that God had. And then of course, what Jesus did was the action of forgiveness for us. And then Jesus many times talks about forgiving, right? He talked to the, um, when the disciples asked him, how many times uh, should I forgive my brother? And, you know, Jesus' response is um, not just seven times, but 70 times seven, like this infinite number of times um, that, that forgiveness can bring redemption and growth and, and newness to places where people generally won't do it. Um, so when I, when I was looking for a little bit of a path to what forgiveness is, a little bit of a, I don't want to say a recipe, but some steps toward forgiveness, looking at what, what God does gives us some of that. And, and one of the big steps for me is always the person who hurt me, they don't have to be aware of how much they hurt me. They don't have to beg my forgiveness. They don't have to repent and, you know, get their life on track for me to do the process of me forgiving them. Right. Um, now that that's huge to me in saying, you know, what, I can choose to forgive and a big sign of my own spiritual growth is, am I willing to set aside the debt of others, even when they've done me harm and I don't need anything else from them. Now, let me kind of separate a couple things here too, because this is definitely in my mind as I go through this and as I'm thinking through what some people have to forgive. Some of the things that I was thinking through forgiving this week were very minor compared to what some of you and many others in our world have to deal with as far as forgiveness issues. Um, some of what's on your plate or the plate of many other people I know, people who have been profoundly harmed by others. My mind, there, there's many things that my mind can't comprehend and I can't comprehend all of that. And I can't tell you that, Hey, there's just a decision. And you know, because you decided to forgive this week, it's going to be all done. That I can't tell you. Um, I think that the greater the harm, the more the debt that's there, the more the debt that's there, the more difficult it's going to be to go through a process of forgiveness. I mean, I, I really, I, I, I believe that. And I think that it's kind of common sense as far as that goes. Um, so if somebody really has profoundly harmed you, the process of going through forgiveness is going to be a, it's going to be big and it's not going to be something that like this week, as I've been thinking through forgiving a couple people, um, I, I think I was able to make a huge chunk of progress of that in, in this week. I look to those people. I don't wish them harm. I, um, I, I, I see their humanity. I see, you know, I, I recognize that and, and I don't have to hold this grudge or, or hang on to anything. I, I'm okay to forgive the kind of things I was thinking through this week. And 
I'm not going to be super specific about those, but there's there's a few there's a few things I really need to forgive. Um, a couple people that I just dearly love, a couple people who um, who are people that I work with um, that I'm kind of going through this process with. So I was able to do that. Now, if somebody has profoundly, profoundly hurt you, um, the first things that that I would say is is this. Um, Number one, like you really need, I mean, you really need God in there for sure. Number one, number two, you're going to need some other help and you're going to need some inspiration and you're going to need some tools that you can use to forgive others. Um, it's not just a, a matter of saying, I forgive you. Um, I remember, you know, when my kids were real young and they would, you know, call each other a name, you know, I would set them both down, you know, the two that were in the problem, you know, I'd, I'd set them down and I'd look at one of them and say, um, you know, you need to ask for forgiveness of your sibling. And they say, well, please forgive me. And, you know, and the other one would just be like, yeah, okay. You know, and that was, it's kind of a cheap, quick scenario of, of forgiveness. Now, when, when all it is, is like a name calling between kids. Yeah. I could believe that that's what forgiveness will look like, but if the harm for adults or or if it's something that happened a long time ago that's festered and lasted, you know, for a long time, like it's, it's more difficult than just saying it. Um, but I do believe it starts that there's a start of it. And the start comes from a decision to say, I want to do what God would have me do in this circumstance. I want to do the best of what I can do for the sake of redemption. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you have to be reconciled with this person doesn't mean that you and this person are going to go and be friends again. They may have harmed you in such a profound way that you will not be able to live your life without fearing what would happen if you were with this person again. Um, Forgiving somebody doesn't, doesn't mean that you won't be scared of them in the future. It doesn't mean that you're going to spend a lot of time with them in the future. Um, And, and it doesn't mean that you have to, Um, but, but, there's a start to forgiveness where I think we really need to say to God, God, I want you, I want to do what you want me to do in this situation. I want to figure out how to set aside this debt. Now that doesn't mean that you'll forget what happened. It doesn't mean that any of that will be easy, but it means that there'll be a process that you can go through where you will recognize the humanity of the person who harmed you. Um, that, that you will, set aside the debt that you have against them. It doesn't mean that justice shouldn't be served in, in some of those circumstances or instances. Um, but it means that, that you will not let them have power over you, um, in that way forever and ever. You're not going to be waiting for them to change or, or, or for terrible things to happen to them before you feel better. You're going to say, I, I can, I can go on and grow and change in my life without this person making it up to me. And, and that's, that's where a lot of this forgiveness is. So I, I don't know if that, if that kind of set, I, I'm really trying to set a, a, a difference between the small things and the things that profoundly long-term can cause hurt and pain and, and, and problems. So I, I really am trying to separate those out because I know that some of you have dealt with some things that I can't even imagine of what, what you've had to deal with. So Anyway, that's where I'm coming from this week, um, going through scripture and being able to say to God at the beginning of the week. And this was the big thing for me, by the way, if you didn't catch this, was being able to say to God at the beginning of the week, 
um, God, I want to do what you would have me do in this circumstance. I want to show the kind of grace that comes from you and not from me. Um, I want restoration and healing um, that I can see from you that doesn't come from me and that's not all up to me. That's where it started. Um, and I can't tell you exactly how that process is going to go for each of you in your own situation, but that's at least where it started for me. So that's what's going on this week. I know that's a lot. Whoa, what a big topic. And there's no way I could say, what, you know, tomorrow on Sunday morning, I'll, I'll say this. There's no way that I can say everything I need to say about forgiveness. There's no way I, I can do that in one Sunday. But what I can do is is I can... I, I can offer that beginning and I can say that that beginning is where some real, real help begins. So that's what I have to share to start out with. I'm so glad that you guys are listening to this. If, um, if you'd like to participate in the conversation at all, please feel free to email me at mypursuitoutlook.com. would love to respond to any of the questions or thoughts that you have. And, um, I'm very grateful that you're listening to this. If you need some music to listen to this week, Peter Bradley Adams, if, if you, like laid back, relaxing, calm, folk type music. Peter Bradley Adams is your guy. Um, man, oh man, can you have that playing anywhere and just feel relaxed? Um, great stuff. And maybe it's good stuff for a forgiveness week. I'm not going to do uh, a heavy metal recommendation on this week. So, anyway. Once again, I'm so glad that you guys are listening. Um, Thanks for taking the time. And um, leave me messages or comments if you have any. I would love to hear it. Once again, guys, have a fantastic week. Thank you. Bye.